Like, why are you excited? You know what I'm saying? What happened? Did he win the Grammy? Yeah, damn. He acting like a fucking trophy. This nigga turned the fuck up. They gon' think I want a Grammy. They gon' think I want a Grammy. Swerving out panoramic. I'm hanging out, they can't stand me. They gon' think I want a Grammy. 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 Showing out, they can't stand me. After a long hiatus, close to a month, we're back. Uh, a lot's happened. Mike, almost a month of work in the bag for you. How's that going? The real life. So we got four full weeks of work now. Wow. Um, it's not very exciting. Not very easy, I'd imagine, either. It's not very easy. I yeah. miss the uh, life of waking up whenever I wanted, right, right. going to sleep whenever I wanted. Now Being I'm in bed by... Uh, I'm in bed by like 11, Ooh. waking up at 6 every day. That's a seven-hour sleep. That's probably, doctors would probably say that's like a good amount. I'd say. I, I hope for eight, mm-hmm. but you going to bed eight. at 10 isn't, you know, I get home at like around 6. What am I going to do? I'm going to, it's four hours a day that I get just to myself. That's not, that's what not What do you an, do in those four hours usually? I lay down, I nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything. I don't know. It, it's hard. Mike's to, lost I'm a good still, amount of muscle tone in these four weeks. He's yeah, that's like, wh- that's why. Uh, he's the, eating the snack cart. Yeah, yeah, I got the snack cart going. They got wings on it. They got everything. They're yeah. bringing in PF Changs. Yeah, um, that's why I'm skipping uh, this uh, sort of day drink that the boys are doing today. I'm going home, heading right to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm hitting the books. What a beast! That's my life now, man. Yeah. That's my life. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been four weeks. So on the weekends, you, you know, I'm still free. Matt's still free. So I, I, you guys are wondering what we've been doing. So we had uh, alumni weekend in Albany Heat. for our fraternity. Um, that was a lot of fun. We had to take a, a weekend in LA. Uh, we had some business out <laughs> coast there. Coast to coast, baby. We had some business out there. The time differential. We wanted to do that's uh, a truck in the background because we're at uh, Spencer insisted we do this one on his front patio. Um, it's quite the look. <laughs> It's a uh, good look. It's a, it's a look. It's a look. I don't know if it's a good look, but it's definitely a look. Let's uh, let's jump into the pod. We really, yeah. Right. We, we, well, we, we've been, was uh, dope though. It was. I don't even remember what we did. We had a nice barbecue. Coal, not fire. Uh, barbecue. It was fantastic quality. Really good stuff. A lot going on. I didn't even eat much during the day. I think I just did those. Uh, I ate a lot at night though. Those, <laughs> those, those late night. Uh, those late night off the barbecue treats that I had. Damn, off the Barbie. Off the Barbie. Matt was there with me for two of them. And then we had yeah. Frankie Potts over there for another two. Yep. All right, so hoops. Lots been going on in hoops. We're almost to the conference finals in each, uh, in the East and the West. Uh, the Cavs are there. And tomorrow the uh, Heat and Raptors will play this, uh, in a game seven to see who gets to face off against the Cavs and get swept. Mike, what do you think about this Heat-Raptors series? It's been kind of a slugfest so far. Both teams seem like they... S-U-C-K suck. Yeah, it's kind of annoying that I went to Game 7 because I just want it to be over already. Um, it's hard to watch. Neither team really has any flow going. They have no not good ball movement. Uh, you see the Raptors. I, I'm watching them get trapped in the corner a lot and just throwing the ball away. It's 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 not good basketball. They're losing. They've lost all fundamentals altogether, it seems like. Um, and then you get the occasional white side just tearing it up. But Now that he's hurt, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, but he'll be back. No, right? I, don't think, or, I don't think he's playing game seven. No, not for tonight, but for the next series. That's if I they mean, make it. That's, yeah, okay. So if they make it, which I think they will, I you was think assuming. Win game seven on the road? I think they know the they have to. With Drake breathing down Dwayne Wade's neck? <laughs> I think I kind of feel like they have to. I think Wade could turn it up for this game and have himself. Tough like, to uh, win a game seven on the road. This is true, but you're I facing, a, you're facing a really shitty Raptors team. Um, yeah, like, they're not either that way. They've pushed them to seven. Yeah, but the Heat haven't been playing well either. It's not like the Heat have been it's there. Regular season Heat. Yeah, it's been terrible. 
Um, I was imagining what if the Cavs weren't even in it and it was between the Raptors and the Heat and they'd have to play the Warriors or the Thunder in the finals. That'd be Be over in three and a half games. Maybe the worst finals uh, in NBA history. Um, so thankfully, the the Cavs, Cavs are, are still there. in there. Um, they're going to tear through whether it's the Raptors or the Heat. Let's be honest; it's not. I think either one's going to be a five game series or four. So I haven't been able to rat rant about the Cavs because we haven't been on the pod lately. But um, this is exactly how I've wanted them to play for the last like fifteen years. I think they look really freaking good. They're finally like trusting each other. They're moving the ball and they're knocking down threes. Um, not only. They're knocking down threes, obviously, like a historic rate, but they just look really good. They have shooters all over the court, and they're they're finally moving the ball, and uh, they're playing decent defense when they have to. I think they're going to lock it in uh, in the conference finals and the finals, and I think LeBron hasn't even really kicked it into gear yet. I mean, he's playing a great floor game, and he's moving the ball and rebounding, but... I'm going to say he hasn't necessarily had to kick it in the game No, yet. he hasn't. So, Kyrie's been incredible. Yeah, and also they've really been getting involved Kevin Love, which yeah. is what they needed to do on and off the court, it looks like, because uh, Richard Jefferson posted a Snapchat yeah. of them at their, uh, Kevin adult, Love's house. at their adult dance party. Yeah. And uh, they were all dressed up at Kevin Love's house, just having a little bit of a dance party. Um, so so for the chemistry's all that, going. All that stuff throughout the regular season when everyone's like, oh, the Cavs have the worst chemistry in basketball. Like, fuck you guys. The Cavs obviously don't have the worst chemistry in basketball. Well, I mean, it, that's easy to say now when they're rolling through the first two rounds and okay, obviously like, they could all love each other because everyone's playing well, too. I'm sure if, if one person was playing shitty, like if J.R. Smith wasn't tearing it up, I'm sure uh, he'd be getting a little bit of heat from LeBron. Like the, LeBron would be Cavs, like, bend him over his knee and spank him a little bit. Outside of LeBron, is he like the Cavs' best two-way player? I, I think he might be. He's become into a really sol- he turned into a really solid defender. He shut down Korver. And then he shut down um, basically anyone else that he was guarding. And he shut down Corver. I mean, yeah, but he was following him off screens. He was with him the whole time. He let Corver get one shot and because he's afraid LeBron's going to yell at him yeah, if he doesn't. Like, honestly, he's, cr- he's drilling threes. He's shooting at like an historic rate. Yeah, I mean, he's become you like, could outside tell, of LeBron. I think he's their best two way player. You could tell that he's playing a lot better. He's trying a lot harder. He's yeah, playing sure. smarter. Yeah. Um, he's a pretty and that's reliable player. At the moment, for yeah, sure. He's yeah, re- for which sure. is like a crazy thing to say about JR. He's reliable. Like you can actually rely on him to make shots and to play pretty good defense. It's it's a lot easier to to stay in that mindset. As Mike does and the future dance. It's a lot easier to stay in that mindset and keep playing that way when you can tell it's working and your team's winning and rolling. You know, if it began to unravel a little bit, I could see J.R. Smith kind of going back to his old ways and chucking up shots and and maybe lagging on defense a little bit. Yeah, he would. But they're rolling right now. They don't. He he could tell that his play is really contributing to their success. Whether they were going to have success or not, it's it's going just you know tenfold with it. Um, And I think everyone on the team feels good about their game which is huge going into, like, yeah. the last two series. Guys like even Richard Jefferson shooting the three-ball really well. Channing Fry shooting the three-ball really well. Uh, Shumpert was shooting, like, 70% through gate, the first three games of the series, and he hit some crucial which is, three. Which yeah. isn't like Amon Shumpert. Yeah. yeah, and he was crucial in game four. He played great defense, and he made some big threes. Um, I just really like the way they're – and they haven't even used Mo Williams, who I thought at the start of the year was going to be a huge pickup for them. Um, obviously, he's really bad on defense, but the whole team, I think, feels good about themselves. And what a pickup to get Channing Fry midseason for Anderson Vergeau. Are you and kidding it, me? And, and it really worked Come out for on. him. It That's really insane. did. He's playing a lot better now than he was in the beginning, the first half of the season as well, which he wasn't playing. Since it's he not joined, he was playing since bad. He joined the Cavs, he's been but incredible. he just he turned it up even more, yeah. uh, which is great. Uh, I think I think they're doing very well. They're doing what they need to do to be once they get to the championship game. To really be able to compete, they have the they're going to have the confidence in them because I 
again, I really think they're going to roll over whoever they play, gonna, whether it's I Raptors or Heat. I think Kyrie's going to have to have a huge series for them to beat. He's going to need to. I think and the Thunder, we could win in five or six, and the Warriors, Kyrie's going to have to be, like, the peak, peak, peak Kyrie. Like, well, it's going to be, be really it's good. kind of going to be tough. I want to see what the rotations are going to be, because I really think they just need to have Delhi on staff the whole time. Uh, but you can't play Delhi and Steph and, St- and uh, Kyrie. Delhi and Kyrie together. Exactly. So it's it's going to be tough doing the rotations because when I don't know. I mean, if Kyrie's out there and Delhi's not, you got to cover. You got to make sure that Clay and yeah, and Clay Curry are covered the whoever, entire time. Whoever isn't guarding Steph. So it's small. yeah. So it's unless they hide them on Iguodala. That's the other thing they can do because Iguodala's not really going to take you in the post, and he's not a great shooter. So you could hide like like Kyrie on Iguodala. And say like, all right, if like the worst case, like for the Cavs, the best case scenario is like if if he's Ibudala, so much stronger than Kyrie. But if Iguodala beats you, that's better than having Steph just kill you with. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. You know for what I mean? Sure. Like you yeah. got to give up something, and then if you have Kyrie and Delhi together on offense, that gives you two ball handlers with LeBron. That's three guys that can run screen and roll. So like, there's some things they can do. I think that Tyron Lue is going to be much better prepared. Obviously, he has more in his tool belt, being he has more players than he had last year because mm-hmm. less injuries, but. I think Tyron Lue is better at X and O's than David Blatt, and I think he's better at making adjustments and better at getting the most out of his guys. And I think – I just don't see LeBron losing two straight times to Steph Curry. Like, I think he's going to get – I don't know. I just see him getting this one. I think he delivers it to the land. And I don't know if – I mean, I told Matt this earlier. I'm becoming a low-key Cavs fan at the moment just because I don't want the Warriors to win. And it's not we'll that I don't – We'll take It's it. not that I don't like the Warriors because I do. I just I, – I don't know what it is. I – I don't want them to win. I don't want them to get this legendary season. It's, I, I want to keep it with the Bulls for now. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> that's Tony Matswaga, baby. I want to keep it for the Bulls for now. I don't know. It's, <sighs> but anyway, what else? Bods, the Islanders are out. Heartbreaking oh my God. series. Two games at the Barclays. Should have won both. Both went to overtime, and then got smizzy smoked. You know what did it? You know what did TV. us in? What did us in was, for whatever reason, they started throwing up the stats of uh, who who's the best playoff overtime team. I swear to God, I was seeing that every day That's what on. Did you guys in? I was seeing that every day on ESPN. Not like giving during up a the goal game, game three with during the game. Listen, it's it's all it's all it jinxed us. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Um, good news is Harmonic's coming back. Bad news is we could lose Ocposo. Um Okay, too much hockey. On to the <laughs> next thing. So what do you think about Oklahoma City Thunder? I mean, Oklahoma City and uh, the Golden State Warriors. What do you think is going to happen there? I think there's some touch matchups, a touch, some tough matchups all around. They will be touching each other. So what they need to do is, I mean, obviously, Andre Iguodala has to stay on Kevin Durant at all costs. Um, or Barnes. That guy Barnes is, could probably guard him. Yeah. I don't think he could. I don't think he can the whole series. I think, uh, obviously, when... Enough, He's long enough, but KD can move, man. I mean, that's for being like seven feet tall and oh, able to shoot insane. the ball that's however nice. he wants at any yeah. point, any point on the court. Um, it's gonna and and what we were talking about before, how Clay has you want Clay to cover Westbrook, but can he keep up with him for all four quarters for all four, five, they six did it games? When they beat him three games, three times I think, in the regular season, that's what they did. That's yeah, but this is gonna cause foul trouble completely. And Westbrook's gonna, you know, Westbrook could run a hundred miles an hour the entire game. Clay Thompson's going to be able to keep up with him. I think maybe if they move him to just don't forget. crunch time, they have him on on Westbrook the entire they can't time. Can't put Stephon Westbrook. That was going to kill his legs. I know. It's in, <laughs> yeah, it'll kill his legs. Whatever legs are there still. Yeah, and he's like as a jump shooter, your legs are obviously the most important thing, and that that's going to kill him. You can't you can't have Steph guard Westbrook. Whenever Steph is guarding Westbrook, Westbrook has to just go right at his chest and just take it right to him. Either yeah. post him up. 
or just go get call for a screen and just go screen and roll and bang him every time. Because that will that will like affect him, and he won't be able to play as many minutes. And as as we've seen, we you need to play really chippy against Curry. I mean, we say this probably every podcast. But how good is Steph? Like that game four in Portland, that was like probably one of the best performances of anyone I've ever seen. What do you have? Se- he had seventeen points in OT. Yeah, alone after starting out zero for nine from three, he just banged like five. And then what do you say? I'm back. I'm back, baby. Yeah, I'm here. I'm back. Yeah, That's it's like a vintage Paul Pierce moment. And it's in sick. The T-dot. I, I, you know, it's. To come back with a bad knee, a bad ankle, and just really tear it up and, and win the game. 40 on his first game back <laughs> when the game was going at warp speed in the playoffs. The game's going way faster than any games he's probably ever played in, in the last, like, eight months. And he steps right in, and he's so at, smooth and so calm. And it's cool, too, because he was saying how he was having a little bit of trouble with stamina. That was his, his biggest fear coming like into it. the game. And, didn't look like it. And I think once he just got into the game, he was in game mode. Yeah. It didn't even matter. He was back in it. And Livingston got tossed, so that kind of screwed them over with the rotation. Yeah. Because, like, he had to play more minutes. And then game five, um, they were down early, and then they came back and won. I, Portland gave them a good fight. They just didn't weren't able to close it out because I don't think they're good enough, have enough good players yet. And in the fourth quarter, the Warriors were able to, like, focus on Lillard and McCollum. But the, the Blazers are, like, one wing player away from being, like, really, really good. I, they have a – I like their team. And I think if Lillard – took less tough shots and maybe tried to move the ball some more, I think they would have maybe pushed it to six games, but I really do like the Blazers. So do I, and I really like Lillard. I think he's yeah. and McCollum's one really of the best good. In the that guy makes easily. tough fucking shots. McCollum's like, he could be falling away, going to his right or his left. He can switch his hand, switch the ball in midair. He's really good. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think Golden State is going to... I I see them beating uh, I think they're uh, Oklahoma gonna, City in four or five. I think they're going to be... The Oklahoma City Thunder should feel very lucky if they push it to six. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping they do because for that reason alone, I think maybe KD will come back for at least one year, maybe sign a one-year deal and come back and, and give it one more go with Russell Westbrook, see if they can make a, a final run. I, I feel like I feel bad for Oklahoma City once KD leaves because once that happens, then Westbrook's they're not, gone. Westbrook's gone. They're not going to be yeah. contenders anymore. I want them to have one more year. I'd like to. I'd really like it's to see. Fun to watch them. Yeah, I'd like to see KD and Russell Westbrook get a get a championship. I think they they deserve one. Um, and for their legacy alone as teammates, I, I'd like them to have one for the future of. Uh, but like Westbrook's the, the kind of guy. He's twenty seven now. Like when he is off out of his peak and he turns like thirty, he's the kind of guy that's going to decline so quickly because his whole game is predicated on athleticism and his speed. It's and it's gonna it's so gonna like be when, very quickly. It's gonna be like him, the snap of a finger, yeah, and you're gonna see him, him he's change. Gonna, he's not gonna be half the player he is now because he's like, gonna have to, he he's gonna do? have to learn to play really but really he smart shoot. he still can't shoot so like that's gonna what's he gonna do like he's a decent passer but he also has the ball in his hands the whole game so like of course when you have your ball in the the ball in your hands the whole game you're gonna get at least like eight or nine assists it, it all comes down to like a, a self-realization when you when you finally realize that you're not at the same skill level that you were once before and if he could realize that early on uh, instead of later he needs to work on his jump shot man he's the fourth worst which jump. he could do too he's the you know it's worst three point shooter I, 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 I never understand that when there's bad shooters in the NBA and you're a decent to a very good player and you just have a bad shot why not just work on it is 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 it possible that he's just not going to be a good shooter is that like is his mechanics like that can he just not work on it one summer and and fix it up I don't know I just he, I think he could turn himself into like a reliable shooter, but that's all he needs. He really, just like he forces so much. His shooting percentage would be so much better. I saw in Game Six against the the Spurs, he came down four different times, no pass, got the ball off an inbound, no pass, came down, got a screen and roll, and just jacked up a, uh, like a 
uh, 15-footer that was contested. Like, move the ball, get a screen, do something. Like, he takes so many bad shots. And if you do that against Golden State two or three times in a row, they're going to come back in your face and bang two threes on you. And before you know it, you're going to be down 10 or 11, and that could be the game. That's what I'm worried about with them. He, they're not an organized team. Like, not to, to they're s- not organized at all, and they go and one we've on seen one that, so we've, much. We've seen that, like, how crucial it is that they're not an organized team, yeah. especially in the regular season when they played against the Warriors. Yeah, they're not. Or- it, like, the Warriors just tore them apart and really pinpointed how unorganized they, they were. They don't have, like, an offensive scheme that they can rely on, like, their best play is when they set a pin down for Durant on the baseline and he comes off that screen, he gets the defender on his hip, and he either continues with his left hand going to the rim or his right hand, and, or he just pulls out for a jump shot or throws like a, a pocket pass to Adams or Cantor. But Westbrook like refuses to run that play in crunch time because like if Durant makes one mistake, he just like refuses to go back to him, it seems like. Yeah. He just like gets this, this he, mentality. He puts it on his head, his head like, like it's like, on his like, shoulders it's now. It's always on me. Like, he needs to get rid of that for, mentality. For them to, like, really bring it to game six, um, like we said, Westbrook can't be taking those shots that he can't make. And for it to, like, really go in favor of the Golden State Warriors, they want I, – I think that they want him to take those shots and hit they're them – and hit them er, Yeah, they're yeah, going to. And, and I hope he hits – they're going to hope he hits them early on. So, like, keeps so he's them. just going to yeah. keep taking them. Because if he hits a couple in the beginning yeah, of the game, he he's going to keep yeah, going yeah. the rest of the game over uh, all the way into the end of the fourth quarter. He's going to keep taking those shots just because he hit them a couple yeah. times. Although we did see in the series against the uh, the Spurs him hit a lot of shots that he's not used to making. Still shot a terrible so, percentage, though. He still shot. Oh, yeah. Think, but, I no, I, I'm saying rolling into this series, I'm assuming that he's going to think, like, he hit that shot in those yeah. games. He, he's going to assume that maybe it's possible he's going to do it again. Um, I want to see it go to six. I think it could be a fun series to watch. Uh, the Spurs versus Warriors. I mean, uh, excuse they me. They need the to Spurs. rely on Durant because Durant could have a huge impact in this series. And I think also – they need to rely on Cantor because I think Cantor, if he's guarded by a small, like if they try to put Iguodala and Barnes on him, Cantor's got enough skill in the post where he can just kind of take those guys to work on the block. Yeah, but Iggy's a really good defender. But I, Cantor's I, seven feet tall. Like Cantor can go to work in the block. He he impressed me big time in that Spurs series. He was not a good defender last year or for his whole career, and I don't I never thought he was that tough. And he got huge offensive rebounds and made huge plays. Uh, in that series, and I thought he was awesome. I also really want to see how they use Ibaka because they could yeah. really depend on his on his defense. But if you're playing the Warriors, you gotta score. It's mm-hmm. it's not a he it's can not, shoot the outside shot, but he seems like he's lost his game. He did. Yeah. He really did. His defense is still there. Don't get me wrong, but well, like it feels on like the offense side, it looks like he doesn't want to play defense because he's like not involved offensively. So it seems to me like he just kind of. Like, I mean, you got to think about it. A lot of players are like that when yeah, for sure. When you're not getting Human involved, nature, I mean, too. look at Dwight Howard. If you're not getting yeah. involved offensively, you don't want to do anything defensively either because you just feel like you're not a part of the game. Um, I mean, obviously these guys are getting paid the big bucks to but do still, this. It's human nature, like yeah, exactly. So one, I I I think he needs to be key. So for, what's your pick? <sighs> you going with Golden State? Golden State in five. In five? Yeah, I'm going Golden State in. I'm gonna say it's a sweep. Honestly, I don't see how, I don't see how the Thunder win a game. I just don't see a, Ke- a big game from Kevin Durant and then Russell Westbrook supporting it with like maybe uh, like twelve or thirteen assists. Yeah, and that could be like their one game at home, like to avoid a sweep or something. Exactly. But they're not gonna actually. That's why I think it's gonna Golden be five. State. I think I, they're I, gonna have yeah. that game. They I have think to. Golden State could win each game by ten. Honestly, I I don't know. I, just, I think they could easily. Yeah, they're uh, so good. They're so freaking good. I mean, and Clay Thompson has become so good. He's so good. I know we were we were just saying like he's. I, I I was asking Matt if I if he thought he was in the top twenty. I wanted to say top fifteen, and Matt immediately said top twelve, which I'm not going to automatically disagree with. He's 
He's the best two-way two guard in the NBA, I think. I don't. He can't dribble, but and he can't once run screen and roll. But he comes he's off. He's a of, great defender. He's such a good shooter. He seems like, and in the playoffs, he's turned it up. He's like, he's knocking everything down. That, that Blazer series, he carried them when Steph was out. I mean, this is also like a really awesome series for the best players in the NBA. You got Russell yeah, Westbrook, Kevin Durant, really Steph Curry, um, Clay Green. Thompson, and Draymond Green. Five of the top yeah. 12 in, in the same game it's you don't see that very often no. so that's this is going to be a really fun series if Durant, they can make it a fun series I hope Durant like demands the ball and like yeah. just goes at, like he has so to he's going nice. to have some gritty he yeah. has to have some grittiness to him if they it's good. it was so nice to see Durant in that game four when like he they needed to win that game against the Spurs and he was just like yo fuck you Russ give me the fucking ball and get out of my way like mm-hmm. that was so nice to see because like you we missed that Durant when like in 2012 and 2011 when they were in the playoffs when he was just like that was his team what about when did you see when uh, uh, Russell Westbrook tapped Durant and he's like, you want me to get Kawhi? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was like, Durant was like, nah, I got him. Yeah, come on, man. What is, how could Russell how could Westbrook cover Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard? I couldn't even believe how it. How good is Kawhi, though, man? It's, he is. Like, I know like they didn't win, but, like, God, he's good. What was he? Number two? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, number you want to talk about that? Number two in the MVP? So, I thought for sure. Sh- I mean, I, I thought Kawhi was going to get the number two. But how do you put him over LeBron? If you take LeBron off the Cavs, like, I what think are LeBron they? should have been number one, to be completely honest. Uh, just I think that he wasn't like... You can't, like, deny the player who was the scoring champ and was the best player on the best team in the NBA. I history. guess, but you're also picking your the, the league's favorite player. Um, yeah, he's on one of the best teams who in the NBA. But if... if, if Killed he killed it. If uh, LeBron was on that team, you'd be saying the same thing, though. That's the whole. I'm not going to take anything thing. away from Steph, just like at all. I thought he, he's the best player, and I think he's the most valuable too. What he does for that team is incredible. But I thought LeBron was a clear cut number two. He was. He's a better if player. Anything, he's a better player than Kawhi, and he had a better season than Kawhi. And uh, he, I, I don't know. I just don't see it. Uh, but I, I agreed with most of the awards. Uh, Steve Kerr got Coach of the Year. Um, Jamal got six man, which I thought was kind of weird. I, I did we already discuss the awards or no? Nah, we we picked our awards, but we didn't discuss like who actually won them. Yeah, that was really strange for Jamal Crawford to get it again. There wasn't like a dominant six man, and like Jamal Crawford, but Jamal Crawford wasn't Crawford, that good. Like he didn't really do that. Give much. me a break, man. Yeah. I mean, also yeah, maybe Livingston, but yeah, or Godala. Yeah. So, you know, the Clippers really missed their chance this year as well. Uh, we didn't get to so touch on that. Because feels so bad. once Chris Paul went, and of course once Chris Paul went out, I don't blame Blake for going out at all. You know, if Chris Paul was still in there, Blake Griffin would have been playing his yeah. his his dire what was it his quad wouldn't have been a problem. But obviously he's going to go down. I would go down too. They have no shot once Chris Paul goes out. They had literally no chance. They can't put the game on. Plus, like I don't think he had. Mo- I just don't like. Why risk if you rip rupture your quad or you tear? Yeah, exactly. That's like a, no. like a year long. It was recovery. only worth it if Chris Paul was still playing. Yeah. So I agree, surgery, I agree with it hundred percent. It just strong. sucked because this was the chance that they had, you know, oh, big time. And then especially they since the Warriors without Steph, because next year, I mean, let's be honest, Blake's probably not going to be on the team. Um, Chris Paul isn't going to be as good as he was this year. That guy's so. They're good. not going to have the same team. It's. I, I think this was. Trade, I think, this I was think their they chance. missed their chance because at the deadline they had a chance to trade Blake to the Nuggets. It was reported for Danilo, uh, Gary Harris, Fareed, and a few other guys, and a pick, and they passed on that trade. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to get much better of a trade now after Blake coming off these injuries. Like 
do you see maybe Carmelo as a possibility? I don't know. No, I Melo just said again that he's staying in New York. Yeah, but I think, remember when that whole thing when he was like, "I want to reevaluate." I, yeah, but he just said it. I know he said it. What yesterday, the he's day before be that? They don't make the playoffs again, though. I know. I think he's just gonna stay. I think he just wants to be in New York now. I think they're not gonna make the playoffs again. Uh, they just need a point guard, man. Give us a point guard. I'll give away everything just for a point guard, except for Zanger. But, yeah, but they, they have no assets besides I know, Melo and Zanger. I know. I know. I don't know what you and want me to tell no you, Matt. they have no draft pick. I, I wake up as a Knicks fan every day and, and, and hear this. Like, it's it's not something that I want to talk about. So, a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of good albums have been coming out lately. What did you think of Views, Bodies? It reminded me of Nothing Was the Same a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I like Nothing Was the Same. Yeah. And I thought, I thought, Views, was, was I thought Views was good, too. Um, Joe Budden had a little bit of feedback for, for <laughs> Views. Oh, boy. For Views. Spencer Body. And, uh, Joe Budden once. <laughs> Um, I th- about how what did he re- it reminded him of something I forgot what it was but he, he some whack shit pretty much what he said was he wanted more from Drake um, and then uh, later on Drake and and uh, French Montana were snapchatting one of their new songs that are going to come out yeah. and uh, I guess at the end of it you hear you hear Drake go pump pump it up <laughs> And uh, a lot of Twitter went crazy wanting it to be some beef between Drake and Joe Budden, which I don't think it was. I think Drake was just adding that in at the end of the song. And maybe he was even agreeing with Joe Budden that he needs to pump it up because that's basically what Joe Budden was saying with the feedback that he gave yeah. to, to Drake's album. And even Joe Budden responded on Twitter and he says, let's all calm down or we don't know. We don't know what he's talking Spencer's about yet. Spencer's flashing us Joe Budden's phone number because he's such a beast. But uh, I also kind of hope that there would be beef between Joe Budden and Drake, although I think it's just... Drake is too much of a don, uh, excuse me, a dominant force in today's media. So he he would just win. But I think, in the actual reality of it, and and the lyrical standpoint, Joe Budden would absolutely murder him. I don't think this is Drake's best project. Project, uh, no. But like, it's still so Drake is so nice to listen to. Like he just like even like his worst Soothing. song is so fucking good. Like he's so much better than everyone else. Like I don't think this was like. It could have been way better, and I think it was too long. But like, I still like, I still listen to it all the time. And like, everyone's still gonna download yeah. it. And like, the thing is, like, Drake is like a genre to himself. Like, no one else can do what he does on a song. Like, mix flows, like, sing and rap, and like, do all that kind of different stuff that he does. And it's just like he's Drake. Like, he's, I don't know. He's just, like, it's just great to listen to him, and it's like awesome that he put out a new album. And then. He's always got good features too, you know. It's yeah. It was just like it was just sick. You like, could run through the album and enjoy every song. That's what's your favorite song? Bob's future. Yeah, oh, Grammys. Grammys. Yeah. It has to be because future's on it. But yeah. I, but like I said, you could run through every song and enjoy all of them. And that which, yeah. that's what really makes a good album. Um, there's the song with Rihanna is actually there's really no good. weak points on it where you're just like, oh, what was he doing there? Yeah, yeah. So it was a good album. Uh, it's not some obviously, of the lines were whack like. The one about, like, he thought he was chaining Tatum. I thought I was like, bro, no one calls you that. (laughs) He is getting yoked. Don't forget about those pictures of him working out. Like, yeah, like, some of the lines I was like, you should have brought back Quentin Miller, Beast, because, like, you need a fucking ghostwriter. (laughs) But, like... Or maybe pick up Rhymefest now that him and Kanye broke up. True. So, I don't know. Uh, I I expected more, but I'm still... I wouldn't ever question Drake and his... uh, Sitting on top of the CN Tower, you're still a beast, man. <laughs> that was pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was making fun of that. That's There's memes all though. about it, but yeah. I think it's hilarious. I think it's awesome. So Chance the Rapper dropped a mixtape yesterday. Um, it's really good. Uh, he's got a ton of crazy features on it. He's got like Lil Wayne, Two Chains, Bieber, Future, Young Thug. Um, if I'm missing other ones, sorry. Oh, Kanye. Uh, I, I basically, everyone's on it. I don't know how he afforded all that stuff. Uh, cause I, I think they just respect him and they, uh, really? they do it for him. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he is, like, probably next to Kendrick. He's probably the best, like, lyrical rapper in the game. Uh, he's really, really good. But I liked it a lot. Um, so also what happened is Donald Trump is now the nominee of your party, Bodies. What do you think about that? It's not my party. It's your, it's your party, boss. I'm, I'm, uh, I... You're voting for Hill? You're with her? I'm not sharing my vote on uh, the podcast because that, yeah. that's just going to sway it. And uh, whoever I say I'm going to vote for, everyone's going to vote for. And then it's just not fair to the. <laughs> it's not fair you're, to the You're candidates. a thought leader in that kind of sense where you just like you can sway the opinion of mass amounts of people. Yeah, I think I think that's for sure. Uh, I'll tell you that neither of the candidates are the ones that I wanted right. on both sides. Um, but Donald Trump is the nominee of a major president of a major party in a presidential uh, race in the United States of America. Yeah, but they don't even want him. <laughs> yeah, but they got him. I know. And the GOP has just been disgusting over for a while now. I, it's, that is that is one hell of a fucking race, man. That is going to be something else. That's yeah. going to play out on cable television every day for the next six months. They're going to be going back and forth, taking little jabs at each other. Could be a Comedy Central series. Bo- uh, Bogey's <laughs> over here thinks it could be a Comedy Central series. I don't know if you heard that, but I don't know. Uh, it's a little... I think it's sad that we live next to people... Uh, that actually would vote for a guy that thinks like that and talks the way he does. That there are thousands, millions of people in this country that think that's a good idea. If you think that's a good idea, you know what? I'm going to create prerequisites to be, to listen to this podcast. You have to, one, like the NBA. Because, I've said this before, if you don't like the NBA, I automatically assume you're a Republican. Because you... All people that First like. First of all, there's nothing wrong with Republicans. It's yeah, but if you don't like the NBA, you're a Republican. I just that's how I look at you. <laughs> that's true, though. Yeah, <laughs> that, could, that actually yeah, because could all be Republicans true. hate the NBA. <laughs> not so, all of them. Not all of them, but most of them. But the but people who don't like the NBA are definitely Republicans. Yeah, exactly. It's like those tests, like yeah, yeah. You know, where, either or. Yeah. Not, either, like, yeah, yeah. People that don't like the NBA, Republicans. If you don't like future, you're whack. You also are probably a Republican. <laughs> if you don't believe that climate change is a real thing. You're also a Republican. <laughs> You're definitely a Republican. Yeah. And um, let's see. If you think that any one of Donald Trump's ideas, like even one of them, are good, you you can't listen to this podcast. Just turn it off right now. Let's call it a day. I mean, we're not going to kill all of, uh, you know some of our views. Keep listening. No. Maybe. No, I don't even want your views. Like, get out of here. I think that like, if you agree with any one listening. of those policies. Keep, keep listening. We'll grow on you. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of makes me sick that, that there's th- millions of people that think that what he's doing is good. Um, promoting violence is not really the best Yeah, action. yeah. And promoting <laughs> racism. And yeah. So, that's well, where no, we're No, but at. that was just, that was just an idea, wasn't it? It wasn't, it wasn't, he didn't say, well, he also he came didn't out, say, he also he came say, out uh, today and said, uh, or yesterday and said that none of his policies are set in stone, that everything, yeah, they're all ideas. everything he says is flexible. Yeah. <laughs> everything. So then how are you going to rail on anyone else for flip-flopping? Like, I don't know. This guy is That's like, how he can, because he's saying now when he does flip-flop, now everything was, fle- he said, I told you it was flexible. There, see, he didn't, he didn't tell anyone to do anything. He just gave people ideas. That's what, so that's crazy. That's his mantra. It's so bad. It's all so bad. It's I think he's so- a funny guy. I don't know. He's tearing our country apart. If he becomes, if he, oh my God. The, pro- the issue with it is, is not, becomes the next president. think about it this way. The issue is, is, is you could really see a lot of separation between people now. And uh, yeah. it's, it, when you said tearing us apart, it's true. Cause we've become the most partisan. Now like, it's because we're. If you're, it's if dividing you the country Trump, now. I'm not going to be your friend. It's dividing that's the it, country that's it. now. I just won't be your friend. Well, that's not nice. Yeah, but if you go People to the have, polls Everybody's click, allowed to have no, their no, own, own I will opinion. not be your friend. If you go to the polls and click Donald Trump's name and then turn the ballot, I will not talk to you. That's just how I feel. 
<laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Hope Pesh agrees. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but we're just telling the podcast, the people. No, no worries. It's cool. <laughs> so, um, Hope Pesh just made like a little guest appearance. Um, she also feels the same way about Trump. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of sad that this is what our country's come to. But, it's dividing everybody. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So, we're going backwards. Yeah. That's what it's doing. We're supposed to be moving forward and we're going backwards. We're going way back. Bringing it back. All right. Bods, you got anything else or could we wrap it up? What are we doing right now? If we, you're going home, I guess. You got to get swole at the gym, but. Got to get a workout and, in. Uh, hit the book. Spencer books. Body are going to uh, a beer garden to get a little turnt nation. <laughs> Spencer turnt- maybe Body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We hope maybe to I'll come. Soon. Oh, <laughs> maybe I'll come. I don't know. I got to figure out the car situation, Mikey's and then maybe I'll come. <laughs> a quick stop at the beer garden. All right, go Cavs. Um, Danny Coyle, take us out. Oh, Danny Coyle, I heard you got a good joke for us. Take us out, baby. Do you have weights in your basement? I do. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll stay. I'll stay. If it was a peanut, you know who it was. <laughs> that actually reminds me of this story. I was down at the pier. Danny spends a lot of time at the pier, don't you? Uh, hanging underneath the bridge yeah. all the time. Well, where else are you going to find a fresh loaf of bread that no one else touched? That's true. You know? Speaking of DJ Bonics. So, no, listen, we're down, oh, over, no, yeah, we're down over at the pier. We were going for a ride, and uh, a priest walks up, Catholic, comes over to... Um, a priest? Down, and he goes over, and I could see him. I knew, I knew he wanted to go fishing, so I take him out on the boat, and I could tell right away that I knew he didn't really know how to fish. So I, I give him a way to cast. I'm like, just say, hey, do you throw the line out? He, he got it. He pretty much mastered the trick immediately. I think he was a, a schemer. You know, every once in a while, you got a schemer, a scumbag. So um, I take him out on the boat. This guy catches the biggest fish I've ever seen in my life. 82 inches. Big television almost. Yeah. Almost. So I said, oh, my God, look at the size of that son of a bitch. The priest says, Danny. He goes, watch your mouth, man. You know, I'm, I'm a priest. I said, I'm sorry, Father. That's that's the name of the fish. It's a son of a bitch. He says, oh, excuse me. All embarrassed. I sunned him neck quick. So um, he goes back to the house. The, 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 the bishop's over there. He had a bishop at his house. Over a on bishop? 70, 60, 70 no, no, 65th and 4th Avenue. It was a different area back Bay Ridge? There. So he goes over to the bishop. He says, yeah, bishop, check out the size of this son of a bitch that I caught. The bishop says, father, what's wrong with you? You can't talk like that. He says, he goes, father, you don't understand. It's the name of the fish. The bishop all embarrasses him. I'm sorry. He cleans the fish out, brings it into the maiden, Lawika, nice girl, fine girl. And she, he says, hey, baby girl, listen, I need you to, uh, I need you to cook baby the fish. Baby girl. The priest said, hey, baby girl. <laughs> no, the bishop. Let him go. Let him go. This guy was fly. He says, he says, was fly. He says baby girl, I need, you, I need you to cook this fish. I got a, I got a nice guest coming over. He, she says, no way. Who is it? He says, it's the Pope. No the Pope's way, coming no over way. for dinner. And she says, what do you want me to cook? He says, I want you to cook this son of a bitch like you never cooked a son of a bitch in your life. She says, you know, excuse me, bishop, I mean... You're a holy man. Why do you use words like that? She says, and Juanita Casa, whatever her name is. She says, that's the name of the fish. She goes, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. So, uh, so anyway, the Pope sits down for dinner. They're all eating. He eats the fish. He goes, wow, this is the best fish I've ever had in my life. He goes, I got to ask you, where'd you get it? And the priest says, I caught the son of a bitch. The bishop goes, well, I cleaned the son of a bitch. And the maid goes, well, I cooked that dirty son of a bitch. The Pope is sitting there, he puts his feet up on the table, he goes, you know what? You motherfuckers are all right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Where'd you get that from, Uncle Seamus? No, that's a true story. (laughs) (laughs) 